Well, well, good evening. Welcome to Chicago Cubs Talk this week and every week. Brought to you by the good friends of True Blue and Chicago Cubs Club 18. My name is Jeff Hare. Name of the program, Here and Now. I do love this song. I really do. On behalf of my producer, the great Russ Omar. We thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, hey, first off, a couple quick things. I want to get some uh, housekeeping out of the way before we get on with our get on with the show here. Okay, first off, I want to thank everyone out there for all the uh, well wishes and the thoughts and the prayers. As you know, I do live in the Los Angeles, California area, and uh, from Iowa originally, but I was transferred out here with my job uh, now eight years ago. Love it out here, by the way. And uh, but with the tropical storm that came through, I know I heard a lot from a lot of people that were concerned. It hit us this afternoon, and we didn't. We got mostly a lot of rain here. I got a couple, two or three inches of rain. My pool didn't even fill up. It didn't get. It rained hard, but it really just didn't. Uh, really wasn't as as nearly as intense as what we thought it would be. Had a little bit of wind this evening, but nothing real serious. So it looks like we escaped the brunt of it. Some areas in the Los Angeles metropolitan area did take a bitty beating. Uh, some of the upper mountainous areas and the desert areas also took it. Which it will do in a, in a desert area like that. There's nowhere for the water to run, and it all kind of comes together, and it becomes a major problem, which it always does. But I will say this about the state of California and Los Angeles County and, and Orange County, where I live, uh, they are prepared. They are very much prepared. Uh, you know, when you have 29 million people in an area, 27 million people in an area, you have to be because any kind of a disaster would be just catastrophic. And they did do a great job of keeping us informed and having plans and evacuation plans and warning plans. My phone beeped off the hook today from emergency services or this, that, you know, your, your power is going to be on and we will not lose power and your water is fine. And you get all this stuff and there's such preparation. And uh, that is one thing they do very, very well out here. In the middle of it all, we had an earthquake. <laughs> 5.0 up, uh, up, no up there in the North Canyon areas where all the celebrities live is where it was, uh, actually centered and, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't appear that there's any damage but uh, it's just one of those things when you're right in the middle of a, of a storm and at that time it was raining pretty heavy and the area was getting hit pretty hard uh boom in earthquake so but anyway thank you for all your kind thoughts wishes and prayers the other thing i want to talk about tonight is i bought some new equipment and every time i buy new equipment you know what that means you hear strange sounds if you hear anything strange don't yell at me just realize that I'm trying to figure my way through this too, you know. <laughs> One thing about new equipment, it's made in places where nothing is standardized. So every, you know, they they send you out cords and and uh, wires and things that just don't fit. But anyway, I think we got it going. So we'll give it a shot and see how it goes, and we'll keep Omar busy, right, Omar? Yes, okay, here we go. All right, Omar. Let's talk about today's win: Cubs over Kansas City, four to three. Okay. Kind of a strange one. It really was. And I don't, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it was a very fast game. First off, went, what, two hours and two minutes, something like that. The shortest game that the Cubs have played in years and years and years. Uh, Kansas City started out with a run in the first. They were hitting everything hard, hitting Hendricks hard. And the Cubs came back with two in the bottom of the first. And then they had uh, a couple home runs in there with uh, Sensei Suzuki had one. And our old buddy uh, Amaya, Miguel Amaya, hit one too. So, it really kind of worked out uh, 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 nice. I mean, I remember that home run that Maya hit in the eighth inning that made it uh, four to three, uh, or four to one, rather, four to one in the eighth inning. I'm thinking, well, it's just a throwaway home run. You know, who needs it? And then you get in the ninth inning, and Kansas City scores a couple and got people on base, and you're thinking, wow, thank goodness we got that home run. 
just goes to show you when you play, you always bring the bats, okay, because you never know. Here it is, three to one. Cubs are sailing. Kansas City's done nothing. Hendricks at one point retired 10 straight before he left the game, and everything is looking good, and boom, you get a home run. Now it's four to one. I think, all right, it's going to look better in the newspaper tomorrow. All life is good and all this and that. Next thing you know, boom, Kansas City's back in the thing. So always carry your bats with you. Anyway, that's kind of a just one of those things, I guess. Um, Big crowd out at Wrigley today, 36, 949. I had to bend over to see that on my computer screen here. Then my eyes aren't good enough to see it. But anyway, big crowd at Wrigley, which is going to have this time of year. Uh, good series with the Cubs. They took two or three from Kansas City, the bottom feeders of the baseball. They'll lose 100 games this year. It's not George Brett's Kansas City Royals, I'll tell you that right now. Though I do like Bobby Wood Jr. He's a great player. Uh, shortstop, that kid is something else. I'm just watching him with amazement when I see what that young man can do. You know, the, the, this series went out. Uh, the Royals beat the Cubs on Friday, 4-3. to three. Who knows what happened there. Then on Saturday, it was a 6-4 game. And then the Cubs, of course, today take the 4-3 to three victory. So, hey, worked out well. I mean, we got what we wanted in this thing. We, we took two or three. We'd like to have swapped them, but, you know, you got to take them as they come. One thing you're going to find this time of year, <clears throat> excuse me, remember what happened last year at this time when the Cubs, remember when the Cubs went into August and then started getting later into August and into September, the Cubs really gelled and started playing well. What happens is, is that when you're out of the pennant race, you're playing for your job next year. And a lot of these teams you're going to start seeing that are bottom feeders are going to play very, very, very hard like the Cubs did last year because they're being watched by their their front offices and the front offices of everyone in baseball. And they know that uh, they very easily could wake up and find themselves selling used cars next year. And they want to play baseball. And that's why they're playing so every game the Cubs go into from here on out, they have to know that they're going to have their hands full. Okay. Last year we were the hunter. Okay. And remember how we went out and really slapped some teams around there at the end last year. Now we're the hunty and we have to fight that back and we have to go into every game and no one's going to be hard. No one's going to be tough and be prepared to play, bring your bats, get your singles and your doubles, move the runners and get a home run as you need and get some pitching today. Kyle Hendricks outstanding for six and a third. We'll go over his stats here in a second, but this is going to happen. And I know some people are making comments and saying, well, you know, too much drama, too much Hey, you know what? Guess what? This time of year. And you're going to see that. And the option to that is, gee, I hate that. What's the thing about this computer program? It likes to run its own commercials in the middle when I'm talking. Anyway, but um, yeah, we just got to be ready to go because these guys are going to come out and they're going to play us hard every game. Today, Kyle Hendricks, six and a third. I'm going to give you this line just right across the top here. He had to uh, give up five hits, one run. It was earned, one walk, three strikeouts. 90 pitches, 55 of those were strikes. So he had a good effort there today. One thing I really, really liked that Hendricks did today, of the 25 batters he faced, he had 14 first pitch strikes. And I've told you repeatedly, it's a whole lot easier to pitch when you are up in the count. And a batter comes up and you get that strike, especially when your guy like Hendricks is not a power pitcher. You're going to start dabbling at the corners and, and playing around the sides and everything else. Uh, it's nice to get ahead in the count. And when you do that, you're going to take a win home. Uh, for Hendricks today, his win is now five and six on the season. Uh, Edward Adelaide Adbel- came in, got the save. Okay, he got his uh, 18th save of the year, though it was <laughs> kind of nerve wracking there as he let Kansas City, you know, kind of get back into it, went from four to one, four to three with runners on base. And, oh boy! But anyway, a win's a win. You take it, you're happy, and we move on. So. That's kind of the way we look at it. Now the Cubs have the Detroit Tigers at Comerica Park, downtown Detroit. 
Okay. Uh, we'll get a zero. That Baez made. It just reminded us all of what he did when he was young and keeping his mouth shut and playing hard. Uh, he kind of went into left field, reached way out, and then kind of spun around and threw the ball and got the runner. And it was a nice play. We've seen it a thousand times. It's something that we've seen him do many, many times. Uh, he's had kind of a hate-hate relationship with the Detroit media and the Detroit fans, and I really hope it turns around for him. He, he's an outstanding guy. We know that. It's just, you know, sometimes when you're young and things happen real quick for you, it's sometimes it's, it's hard to lose bearings. And uh, we wish him the best, and hopefully he comes through it, and hopefully he has a bad series against us this week, right? <laughs> All right, so the Cubs play Detroit Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday night. Early starts on those, by the way. Uh, I think the start in Chicago is 3.40 local time on those because it is a time zone thing out there. Uh, but uh, don't quote me on that, but I do, I do know it's an early start. The other thing you have after that, from there, they go to Pittsburgh and play the Pirates Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday night's game. The Pirates are going to throw a young man by the name of Mitch Keller. Now, we all know who Mitch Keller is. All right, he made the all-star game for the Pirates. He's an outstanding player for him and has done very, very well uh, of late. Mitch Keller is also from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I umpired him when he was a kid, when he was real young. He and his brother both. John was his brother, and John was an outstanding player. I, mean, I thought John would make it before Mitch would, to be honest with you. John got drafted by the Orioles, and he got kind of got messed around with in their system and kind of bounced out. And Mitch got with the Pirates and just turned out to be the place for him to be. And he's outstanding, good kid, good family. Family's great. I mean, like I said, his parents were always super to us as umpires and and just wish him the best. Other than Thursday night, I'd like to see the Cubs get him Thursday night. But, uh, hey, what can you do? So, with that, I think it's time to go to page two. I don't want that one. How about this one? I try to get rid of those ugly sounds. I don't want that one. How about this one? I thought I got rid. Of, I got rid of that ugly sounder, but okay. Okay, have to play around and figure it out. Okay, so in the stand, by way of uh, what's going on in the standings here in the National League Central, we're the one we're most concerned about. Milwaukee swept Texas this weekend. Texas had Scherzer pitching today. You would have thought, and God dang it, well, that thing! I wish that thing. I gotta figure out how to shut that off. Give me a second. But um, um, asking women one heated question. Okay, one more time. There we go. There it's muted again. Okay, so um, where were you? Okay, so you had Scherzer going today, and you figure Scherzer's going to go out there and, and win. He's top pitcher in baseball, right? No, Milwaukee beat him. Milwaukee took the series this weekend. Milwaukee's three games up in the National League Central uh, over the Cubs. And then there are four of Cincinnati. Cincinnati got pounded today, which is good. Uh, when we start talking about the wild card and the wild card standings, let's get to that if I can get it to work. Come on. There we go. In the wild card standings, if the season were to end tonight and tomorrow starts the playoffs, Philadelphia gets a first spot. They're two and a half up on the second place, San Francisco Giants, who has the second wild card slot. The third wild card slot belongs to the Cubs. Okay, we're in. Uh, we got one game over Cincinnati, a one-game lead over Miami, and a one-game lead over Arizona. We will see Miami and Arizona before this is over, okay? So they're coming. <laughs> we'll see them soon. So, and we'll see Cincinnati also. So this is good uh, where we are, if the but the season's not going to end tomorrow. All right, so we got six weeks. we got to continue to play ball. 
The secret to this whole thing, we have to win. That's the bottom line. The Cubs have to win. That's what they got to be most concerned about, winning baseball games. I still contend that I think the Cubs are going to win the division. And that'll be better yet when we don't even have to deal with the wild card mess. We can go right into a, right into win the division and move on from there. That's kind of what we want. Uh, and three games out, we can make that up in three days, basically. And it's just a case where we can't give games away. we got to know that teams are going to come in and play as hard. And uh, just just expect to expect everything, you know, expect to expect to see the best the teams have to offer. And uh, anyway, let's take a quick look around baseball just so we know where we are. And we will start in the National League Central Division. As I said, you got uh, Milwaukee up. Cubs, uh, Cubs in second place now by themselves, 64 and 59 for the Cubs. Three games back. Cubs last week, six and four on the week. Let's get that up a little bit. Let's bring that up to eight and two or nine and one in the last 10 games. Uh, the Reds are right behind them there uh, at uh, four games out, and who cares about the rest? In the West, you got the Dodgers who are running away and hiding 13 and a half, or I'm sorry, 11 and a half up over San Francisco. They're going to win that division, and it's going to be San Francisco, and Arizona's going to try to snake the Cubs out. So that's what we're hoping there, uh, that they don't. <laughs> Arizona ends their season and goes home too. Okay, over in the East, Atlanta, they're 13 and a half up over Philadelphia, who will get the wild card spot. And then the Miami Marlins, another one that we hope to hope to kind of end their season too. Over in the American League, it's the Baltimore Orioles leading the East, followed by the Tampa Bay Rays at three back, Blue Jays at uh, eight and a half back. Over in the Central, the Minnesota Twins, they're five up on the uh, Cleveland Guardians and uh, six up on the Guardians, seven and a half up on the Tigers. And then over in the West, it is still a two-team horse race there between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Uh, two and a half back. I should say three teams. Seattle's right in the mess in the mix of that. Also, Seattle beat Houston, uh, swept Houston actually uh, today this weekend. So Seattle is now three games behind Texas. Also, so a lot of interesting stuff going on in baseball. A lot of baseball yet to be played. It's uh, <laughs> this really is a fun time of year. It really, especially when you're in things. You know, you you suddenly you're watching the scoreboards. You're watching things all over and watching where it goes. So. Okay, let's talk about uh, some other things in the roster as far as the Cubs go. Okay. Marcus Stroman was set to pitch Wednesday. Then all of a sudden he came up with a broken rib. Now, what happened? There's got to be a story there. I just can't believe one day he has a broken rib. I mean, and I'm not suggesting anything untoward or anything, any malice or anything like that. I mean, just what happened? I mean, I, I know they're not going to tell us. We're never going to know. He's a broken rib. I mean, here this guy's throwing bullpens and rehabbing and telling everybody he's ready. He feels great and ready to go. And all of a sudden he breaks a rib. Now, the thing about a broken rib, you need to remember, that is an extremely painful injury, and it's extremely hard to come back from in a, in a short period of time. The reason is everything that your body does all revolves around the chest. You can't breathe without using your chest. You can't move. You can't walk. You can't sleep. Your chest is in the middle of everything. And if you got a broken rib, it hurts like you know what, Okay. I've had it, and it's a tough thing. It's not like football; we can just shoot it up, throw a novocaine, and throw a jacket on it and go out and play. You know, when you're pitching a baseball, it is really, really hard. I'm not sure we'll see Stroman back this year, to be honest. I'd like to think we will. I like to think he can come back and give us some innings. I hope he can, but man, oh man, that's a tough thing there. Drew Smiley will replace him in the rotation. Drew's had uh, three pretty good outings coming out of the bullpen, so maybe that was the best thing for him. Just bringing him in and say, "Hey, look, we're going to sit you in the pen for a while until you figure out what you're doing." And it looks like he's ready. Let's hope he's ready. Right now, again, we got to win games. And there's just no no mid-range here. It's a, you win or you lose, nothing else. 
and we got to have good performances out of him and hopefully he's up for it so that's what i'm uh, thinking as far as that goes now one other thing i want to talk about today tucker barnhart was released yesterday um i don't know i've never been a huge tucker barnhart fan i didn't know why we signed tucker barnhart I liked Juan Gomes. I still like Jan Gomes. I think Jan Gomes is, a, is an incredible catcher. I think he was when he won the World Series with uh, Washington a few years ago. The players love him. The pitchers love him. He calls a great game. He's got a pretty decent bat. I'm not sure why they brought felt the need to bring in Barnhart. I really didn't. I kind of wondered then why you pay the guy $7 million for two years and you got Gomes and you got Amaya who's sitting into Iowa who's a very, very good player. We see that. Amaya is a big leaguer. Amaya's got the poise. He's got the confidence. He plays well. He hits the ball. He doesn't hurt us defensively. You know, what was the thought process there? I mean, Barnard's a sub-200 hitter. Cincinnati gave up on him. Cincinnati? I mean, it's not like the Dodgers gave up on him like they did Bellinger. No. I mean, this is Cincinnati. He says they don't want Barnard. And he ends up in Chicago and does basically nothing. Uh, you know, you feel bad, but then you realize he's got to sign a two-year, $7 million guaranteed deal. He's going to get every nickel of that. Cubs are paying that. He'll pay it uh, for the remainder of this year and into all through next year. Whether or not he plays or not, even if he does get picked up by somebody, the Cubs are still paying the salary. So that is the rules of guaranteed contracts in Major League Baseball. The Cubs will pick it all up except the uh, Major League minimum, which is $700,000. So if somebody signs signs Barnhart, he plays all next year, $700,000 will be paid by the team. The Cubs pay the rest. So that's just the way it works. And it just kind of made me wonder at the time, you know, if you think about it, we had Hosmer, Eric Hosmer, right? Trey Mancini, right? And this guy, Tucker Barnhart, right? You know, I don't know. You kind of wonder what they're thinking about, I guess. And we, he did get lucky with two, with Bellinger and and, and uh, Swanson. Those are good signings. But kind of wonder about those other three. And, you know, part of that goes into what, what a lot of that is, is in the wintertime, that's all people talk about. Who are we going to sign? We need a free agent. We need to get great players. We need to get this. We need to get that. Oh, we got to have this guy. We got to have that guy. And everybody's signing and thinking this is the answer. And then you get him out and realize he can't play anymore. So, oh, well, one of those things, I guess, at least we're smart enough sometimes to cut bait and realize that it's not, it's not always going to work. Eric Hosmer didn't cost him anything. He cost him bus fare and a ham sandwich, basically. Uh, San Diego's paying his contract and, I think Mancini, I don't know. I think you're paying him $6 million or something. But anyway, let's hope for a good week with the Cubs. Again, you got Detroit and Pittsburgh. Every one of those games could be won by the Cubs. Everyone could be lost by the Cubs, but let's hope they're playing the game. They're on A game and realize what's at stake here and go out, play hard, and uh, just do what they got to do. All right? On behalf of my producer, the great Russ Omar. Jeff Heron, I thank you for tuning in to Heron Now, Chicago Cubs Talk this week and every week, brought to you by Two Blues and Chicago Cubs Club 18. Have a good